everybody! Hi, friends! Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And Dan, well, I guess coming up on the show, let's just do it real quick. We're going to be talking about cutesy cults. Yeah, we're still doing a show. Yeah. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about all of the. We're gonna talk about the fun little religions that we all love to to love, love to love, and probably and, should hate, and probably, probably <laughs> should be a little bit careful about just uh, just dismissing mm. any little religions. But maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But, first, but before Dan, we get to that, oh my god! You look guys, at, look at your player, guys. Look at what episode this is. We've done. <laughs> 500 of these fuckers jesus christ how did that happen oh my god we uh we just kept doing it for a really long time tenacity that's what did it yeah yeah stick to itiveness if you will (laughs) we literally like two qualities i don't know that either of us have in spades so no which makes it even like all the more a minor miracle it's like I'm just gonna of, say, there's there's a saint that's gonna come out of this thing somewhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a it, it is amazing. It, it's yeah, literally one of those things where I don't think it was stick to itiveness. I think it was just like neither of us ever saw a reason to stop, so we just kind of <laughs> kind of just bumbled our way along, and now well, we're how here. Could we how could we stop? We we can't. We uh we love our listeners too much. That's the thing. Yeah, no kidding. So, so there you go, everybody. We've done 500 of these bastards, and uh, so Ooh. we're halfway there, Frank. We're halfway, halfway to a thousand. To is when that what we we're can, doing? when we're allowed to uh, to stop. But the question is, will we do 999, <laughs> and or then just... will we do a thousand? <laughs> like, will we just leave? Will it be a cliffhanger with no resolution? Oh my God! If we're still doing this when we're 55, that would be. I, I can't imagine that happening. Well, could okay, you, I, I couldn't imagine us getting through the first year. No. Right. Literally, okay. You guys, we're going to wax a little nostalgic here and you're just going <laughs> to bear with us because we've done 500 shows and we're uh. just going to, we're just, here's the thing about a year, in, a little, a, about a year into this show, we were like, wow, we've been doing this show for a whole fucking year. We got to shake things up. <laughs> and that was when we did our our, our uh, road trip through the South together. I, I don't even know what we were thinking. We thought like it was great. A year, we we had thought a, great a year time. was a big, a big deal. Yeah, like we had basically made it once we had hit a year. <laughs> and well, we and, were, you know, we, we everywhere we wanted to go, there were listeners who wanted to come meet us. Yeah, right? which was really cool. Which and like in awesome. Houston, like the the atheists of Houston threw us a little thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, Although maybe they more invited have... us to their thing and kind of just you know made us feel special. But um, oh, it was, but it was really cool. It was awesome. And the, uh, and, and I, uh, I I still have a T shirt that was given to me by the uh, Birmingham, Alabama Freethinkers group. I wore I mine out. Yeah, I, that thing fell apart. I, I wore yeah. it so much. I, you know, and, and I, it's just, you guys, I treasure it. I treasure these moments. I treasure all of the, uh, the friendships that we've made and, uh, the people that we've met along the way. And we, okay, Frank, what we're going back out on the road. I'm just, I'm just announcing it right now. Having not checked in with you. 
you and I are going to hit the road <laughs> this year. A lot harder for me than it is for you, Dan. And this year, it can't happen. This next I don't year. have. Yeah, next year sometime. Next year when I can plan sometime. On it, because right now, all my vacation time is spoken for. Yeah, that's We true. came out of COVID, that's... and it was like, okay, what are we doing with this? Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, that, it's true. But, but so my point my is. My apologies. If, if you've gotten to me sooner, Dan. Because it's an excellent idea. We'll, well, we'll figure out ways. We'll figure out ways. But also, uh, we're going to... Look, we're not throwing a five a party for our 500th episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our 500th episode. We're not throwing a party. But I think come November, mm. which will be our proper 10-year anniversary, Yeah, I think we're going to have a party. So get it on your calendars. Anyone who feels like they can... Uh, meet up in probably here in Salt Lake. There's this little thing called a global pandemic. <laughs> Not it's, in November. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. gonna be totally done by then. You okay? All right. I don't. I you. Mm. All they're, I'm saying is saying that, that this the that what that that it, it it could be a another bad fall and winter. I, I because yeah, we don't have enough people be, vaccinated in this, this could damn be, variant. I mean, that's... Uh, all, all I'm saying is that barring the Omega variant that's going to kill us all, uh, <laughs> we're gonna try. We're gonna try. I, I'm saying, keep, okay. just just mark your calendars. Keep November kind of open. We want to meet more of you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Anyway, I guess we should do a show. It's what we do. There's a show coming up. We got a whole right show. I mean, this whole thing is a like we're talking about shows. We do shows, so let's do a <laughs> let's, show. Let's, let's do it. All right, Dan. Yeah. Um. Wow, I don't even know how to set this one up. Um. I'm I'm just gonna read the headline. It's <laughs> oh, one of okay. those right where it's just like, um. All right, You're just so gonna steal somebody else's work. I get it. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> all right. Um, basically the gist of this whole thing is that mannequins in a Northern <laughs> Nigerian state have okay. been banned from display shops for causing quote, immoral thoughts. Oh my God. Uh, like I'm going to guess these aren't male mannequins. Uh, <laughs> those probably weren't the ones that you're probably right, but all mannequins are banned. Wow. As of, this is an equal opportunity banning. They are saying that also they mimic human form and that is banned because it violates Islamic teachings. It does. That yeah. is true. Yeah. It does. No images. Yeah. Uh, that is 100% true. <laughs> Although, um, you know, that's so ban it from your mosque. Don't just ban it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Tailors, supermarkets, boutiques. Shopping malls are now yeah. all going to have to be uh, mannequin free. Supermarkets yeah. was in the list. That's that's they're, they're, yeah. How many supermarkets, supermarkets had... are a little, little different? Yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. We actually, I mean, if you go to Smith's Marketplace, there's mannequins. But anyway, um, it's obviously um, due to Sharia law yeah. that is in effect in this part of uh, Nigeria. Uh, it's, um, there are actually 12 Nigerian states that practice Sharia law. And, uh, and so, you, okay. yeah, I guess you could, uh, come to expect this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the perviness <laughs> of believers never ceases to amaze me. Just, right? just resolve your sexual hangups, dudes, <laughs> my dudes, 
Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I'm using dudes. I you know here's the thing. Uh, I people may notice that I said hey friends instead of hey guys this morning th- th- at the top of the show. Mm. I'm really trying to uh, to I, I you know I've I've I I listened to a podcast. They were talking about the words dudes and guys and how we like to say that they are universalized, but a lot of people don't see it that way. And mm. so I'm trying to be more inclusive. Mm. Uh, with my language, so I'm trying. So catch me out, y'all. If I if I'm using dudes and guys to mean, because it's never because the, their argument is it's never the it's never a female uh, word that is then universalized that is then meant to be for everybody. It's never like bitches. Hey, my ladies, and it's <laughs> and that's for everybody. Hey, bitches. I mean. You could probably pull that off, not <laughs> except by which I mean that, a gay man. The f- the first two times I've said that word in a very long time because right. I I really dislike that word. But yeah, I d- yeah, me too. So anyway, uh, I, I'm trying I'm trying to wean myself off of guys and dudes. Anyway, uh, well, unless I'm referring for, to males. Yeah, thank you for that's, that. That's my what, little. What, what were you saying about my story? <laughs> what I was, what I was saying, if I can even remember, because I'm I'm down in tangent land now. Uh, what was your story again? It was the mannequins, right? And oh, pervies. Pervy here's people. the thing. Uh, it rem- the story that it, this story reminds me of happened right here in Salt Fucking Lake City. Oh, when and this may have been b- a little before your time. I think this was back in the late '80s, early '90s. So it was before okay. you got here, right? ZCMI, which was the church-owned at the time uh, uh, department store, right? Had a whole, a whole, there was a whole big kerfuffle because the female mannequins had nipples. Oh no! And they literally. Filed them all off. They literally, there was enough uproar that they went through. Somebody's job was to literally like sand off the nipples of the mannequins at uh, at ZCMI. Did they leave the boobs? They left the boobs. The boobs, the, the they boobs thought, you know. Less offensive. Women have boobs, but they. Well, they also but, have nipples. No, we're, we're <laughs> I mean, not more, Mormon ladies have to wear. Uh, garments and bras. There's no way you're seeing a nipple. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna see nip through clothes. So they just wanted. Uh, they just wanted the. They wanted to make that clear. The these, mannequins to conform to Mormon these clothes reality. Clothes are not for women who like to show off nipples. They're not for women with nipples. Right. Yes. If you have nipples, please go to a different store, whore. And if you have nipples. Maybe you should uh, sand them off. Do, do, <laughs> follow, please follow our example. Follow, follow the prophet and sand off your nips. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to move. I, I'm going to tell a story. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, the Kamloops Indian Residential School in British Columbia, which yeah. had uh, which which, you know, they uncovered 215 dead children's remains in their in their yard there just unmarked yeah. uh, g- graves and then what we didn't cover was that like a week later they went to another one of these schools these indian residential schools and found the remains of 750 uh people and they don't mm. have they don't have records for any of this so they don't hmm. know how these people died and they don't know 
and a bunch of them were children, but they don't know how many. And so, good lord. But this is an ongoing project uh, that they're doing. So we're going to hear about more and more of these as as they go on because they just take their equipment out and they just you know, X-ray or. I, I don't Point know. It's probably any which direction. Apparently, yeah. They just take it to one of the schools and just go boop. Oh, there's some dead people. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, there was a a, a priest in Canada, uh, Monsignor Owen Keenan, uh, a, a a good Catholic priest mm-hmm. who who gave a sermon recent uh, just last week, and said and was basically he had a gripe, which was yeah. Probably these killings of children were bad. But why aren't people thanking the church also for all of the nice things that they did in those schools? Why are people not thinking? Oh my God. I'll, just, I'll just read the quote. I'll read what? the quote. Two-thirds of the country is blaming the church, which we love, for the tragedies that occurred there. Mm-mm. Why? I presume the same number would thank the church for the good done in those schools, but of course, that question was never asked, and we're not allowed to even say that good was done there. I await to see what comes to my inbox. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, let me tell you something. Uh, oh. Don't end any statement with that. <laughs> because it came. So he's... The hammer came down fast and hard, yeah. And uh and but he, he he's defending the good that was done at schools that were established with the sole goal of 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 erasing native culture. cultures. Yeah. Literally like that's the goal, right? Literally he so was doing what the good nobody is happening talks, here. You know Frank, nobody talks about how Mussolini got the trains running well. Uh, I knew a couple of times that <laughs> nobody talks about the good things that the Nazis did. Why don't they ever talk about that? That's where we're at. We are yeah. in that territory. Yeah, literally no. that territory. Like this is not one of those cases where going to the Nazis is a hyperbole thing. Yeah, where going to the Nazis is a Godwin's law thing. I mean, but Mussolini did get the trains to run on time. He did. He did. <laughs> That's true. It was it was a real accomplishment. If you've ever. <laughs> Taking ma- public transit in Italy today, you know what kind of miracle that had to be. Yeah, but the trade-off <laughs> is one that you don't make. That's right. the, no, the, the point. The point is, if you, you have don't... to take all of the rest of it to have that one thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. The point is, it doesn't matter. It, you know what? If the Nazis made life wonderful for every other German, just idyllic. It doesn't fucking matter. You don't give them credit. Right. They, when you failed the the part where you recognize the humanity of your fellow people and you murder them and they you and you genocide them? Yeah. No. You get no credit. Nobody basically you yeah. So anyway, uh this priest did see some consequences. He has been fired. <laughs> oh no. First, his, in, his uh, inbox, yeah, his email inbox was destroyed. Yeah, blew, blown to smithereens. I'm sure. Yeah, the uh, the <laughs> archdiocese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure it overheated from the amount of activity. I'm sure he has deleted <laughs> that inbox. He he know that 
I'm sure he quit just so that he could have like never go back to that email <laughs> inbox have to ever go again. Them all and see which one. I mean, because you're gonna miss an important email somewhere in there, right? <laughs> you're gonna have to go through all of them to yeah. find that bill, you know, that you right. didn't put on auto pay for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, 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 all right. yeah. So there, he Oof. he did uh, apologize, um, which feels a little weird. Uh, to jump from confidently saying, knowing that he's going to be in trouble, <laughs> and yet fuck. still confidently saying, you know, why can't we blah, blah, blah. He literally said, I am deeply sorry, embarrassed, oh, yeah. ashamed, and shocked at the revelations of abuse. Not at what I did. At the revelations of abuse, uh, destruction, and harm done in the residential schools. Uh, I in no way condone the system. And as a, as a Catholic priest, I wish I could say I'm sorry to everyone who suffered harm. You can say you're sorry about the bullshit that you said. Mm. How about that? Yeah. You don't have to say I'm sorry for everything that the Catholic Church did. You can say I'm sorry for the complete asshole thing that came out of my face. How about that? <laughs> what about that? Mm. Oh, anyway. indeed. All right. Dan. Yeah. We've we've basically treated COVID-19 as a religious topic. Because normally we don't talk <laughs> about things that are not. But, yeah, you know, but like we... Well, we it, the problem been... is that everyone that is on the wrong side of the COVID-19 <laughs> thing is being led by some religious nut job or other. Exactly. Which is why I think that updates about covid are are fair game for for the show sure. um and this one has to do with the state of missouri uh which has had a uh very very low vaccination rate oh, in, God. In, 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 as as states go they're 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 low on the list um they have one county that is just at 13% vaccination oh, rate. Oh, my goodness. Um, and most counties uh, are sh well short of 40%. Um, yes. Nationwide, we're 53%. Still uh, not enough. Not even it's close. It's not enough. Uh, I actually, when did this article come out? It doesn't really say, but I heard a slightly higher number than that on the radio today, but I'll go with what this article's saying. Um, uh, and that's 53% that have received at least one shot. Um, I do think that number is a little bit higher than that, but again, I might be wrong. But um, so they're looking at that at uh, Missouri right now um, as essentially almost a test case for what's <laughs> going to happen uh, more widely in this country because they're experiencing a dramatic uptick in their case numbers. Shocking. And it's, of course, all being fueled by the Delta variant, which right. uh, that's the one that caused all the, the wreaked all that havoc in, in India. Yeah. Um, after it was already a mess in India, then there was a mutation and it got even worse. Um, but their public health officials um, are staring down uh, the fact th that um, uh, their intensive care beds are filling up um, and with young people, young mm. unvaccinated people yeah, um, who have just been just 
I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't get vaccinated at this point. But they're just whatever. Well, because there are fucking conspiracy theories everywhere, and their pastor is telling them to trust in Jesus instead of instead of science. Yeah. And you know they they think Bill Gates is is putting microchips in them and making them magnetic. Yeah. And so already their uh, hospital staff are uh, getting burned out. Um, and like I said, their their ICU beds are filling up. Uh, and there's a real strain going on. Uh, but healthcare officials are, uh, in Missouri are trying to put a positive spin on it. That sounds good. That sounds smart. This is one official who says, if people elsewhere in the country are looking at us and go, no thanks, and they start getting vaccinated, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> this is this that is from... person has entirely given up on his own state, <laughs> and it's just like you guys, just just see us as what not to do at this point. Well, you just gotta just do see, watch what we do, and do the opposite, whatever that is. He continues. He says, "We will be the canary." Oh my God, <laughs> that is. That is the voice of utter resignation. <laughs> that is terrifying. Look, uh, our state's not doing much better. No, we we ours ours are ticking up. Uh, there's a number of states that are starting to like rapidly go up. Um, but uh, just swinging back to Missouri, uh, the 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 areas that are are obviously it's not surprising that it's largely in like the most conservative parts of the state. That are yeah. seeing this as farming regions in the northern part of the state and in the southwestern corner, uh, which includes Springfield and Branson. And if Branson doesn't mean anything to you, that's the country music um, uh, mecca yeah. uh, in, in, in the Ozarks. Uh, where um, big crowds are already gathering again mm. um, at the theaters and other attractions. I mean, if you were a big name, big name, especially kind of older um, in uh, in sort of the country music scene, you probably have a theater there and you just do nightly shows and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but it's also, Dan, I'm pretty sure this is true. I forgot to double check it, but I'm pretty sure it's where Jim Baker films his little show. Oh, so um, because, of course, when people come to town, he wants to capitalize on the Christians yeah. who are there and brings them yeah. around and bloody blah. blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so lots of crowds, lots of conservative Christian types um, milling about unmasked in a hotbed of uh, the, the Delta vir uh, variant. I'm telling you, man, it's it's I, it's going to this get thing ugly. is nasty. Yeah. This thing is m way more communicable and also seems to be a, a worse sickness. Like the yeah. illness is worse. It seems to be a little bit worse. Yeah. If you haven't met a long hauler yet who has ex who is experiencing long term, uh, very real problems from getting covid. Yeah. Uh, just understand that that's there if. I'm, I, right now, I'm just trying to talk to... I know that we have listeners who haven't gotten the vaccine yet. You, you, like, use the, fa the, the existence of this Delta variant as, your, you. as your motivator. Yeah. Because Please like, you need, it's not just to protect yourself. It's to protect everyone around you that you know and love. Because it is 
and and people that you don't know. But it is absolutely vital that yeah. everyone gets the vaccine. Absolutely vital. So I know. So, so don't not do it. Don't be a dick. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, speaking of dicks, uh, uh -oh. I'm going to move on. We're, we, we aren't using his audio as a patty break, but I want to talk about Pat Robertson because <laughs> okay. uh, Pat answered a question that has been milling about for me uh, in a way that I hadn't had it answered yet. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. Uh, it doesn't make him look very good, uh, unfortunately. Pat's our guy who, uh, you know, it's like, Nine out of every 10 things we hear him say are horrific. And then there's that one that's just like, wait, what? That makes sense and is smart and whatever. <laughs> anyway, this is not one of those. This is one of the nine. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, he's talking about critical race theory. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, which is a hot topic of, of now, which is hilarious uh, oh, no. because it's been around since like the 70s. But now suddenly people have caught on to it and... Oh, those conservatives hate it. And, you know, to the to the point where many state legislatures, including our own, have attempted to ban it from being taught in schools Good because God. it's so abhorrent to them. Now, for those who don't actually know or who haven't bothered to look it up, the main concepts around critical race theory are basically just that most of the racism in our country and in society in general, isn't like this overt, obvious thing. Mm. It is institutionalized, it is systemic, and and therefore it is a lot more pernicious and di more difficult to take away than just passing laws that say, you know, you can't discriminate. Because it's all, it's, it's baked into the pie. It's right. already part of it. We have to dismantle the pie to get out the uh, the racism. Right. And that's backed up by so much data. And it's just and look, it's just a theory. It is an act. It is a, a different way of looking at our history and our mm -hmm. institutions. It's just one way of looking at it. There's nothing that anyone should be afraid of in that. It's just. I, I mean, it 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 paint it reveals an ugly picture, right. for sure, but it's a true picture, and we should be interested in the truth. So that's what critical race theory is. But I've been like, I've been sitting, I've I you know I don't listen to Rush, not Rush Limbaugh. He's dead. Ha <laughs> ha, that's so Thank good. God. But I don't listen to the you know the the conservative talking heads and how they're framing critical race theory. And so I know I never knew how that what they were actually uh, what they were actually complaining about. Well, here's Pat Robertson oh, no. who basically uh, laid it bare, laid it out for us. What is it? Patty Boy says that the people of color have been oppressed by the white people and that white people begin to be racist by the time they're 2 or 3 months old. And that, therefore, the people of color have to rise up and overtake their oppressors and then, having gotten the whip handle, if I can use that term, no, Pat, you absolutely cannot, then to instruct their white neighbors how to behave. Oh, wow. Now, that's critical race theory. He literally, that's what he thinks it is. I believe that he thinks that. 
Uh, and he 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 calls it a monstrous evil. Good lord. Uh, because and I here's the thing: if you dig uh, dig down really uh, in his psyche to why he thinks it is this is a monstrous evil, the real story is that he just thinks he thinks that what it's about at at the heart of it he thinks that what it's about is people of color having the levers of power just mm. being in charge i've heard i've i've heard conservatives basically saying that that it's and that what's funny about that is people taking power away from white people taking over taking over and what's yeah. funny about that is he's not thinking about the fact that like him saying that people of color taking the the power taking the reins and white people like sitting it out, not having power. What he's describing, the thing, the the thing that he is most afraid of, is the loss of his white supremacy. Mm. He is literally the monstrous evil that he's afraid of, is that white supremacy will go away. Because listen, I'm on board. You know what I mean? Let's let's give the reins of power over. Let's let, let's have people of color there. Let's have women uh, in power. Let's have LGBTQ. Let's have all of the marginalized groups that have had to just live with the white male power structure. Let's give them a turn. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> How if you're scared of that, it's because you know that you have been unfairly benefiting. Hmm. If you're afraid of that transition of power, it's because you know that you will lose out on the unfair benefits that you have been getting, right. whether you admit it or not. And just to be clear, because, you know, just to be clear, yeah, nobody's asking for that. No! Right? But, but what I you're mean, saying is, if just the thought of it makes you uncomfortable. Right then that's a good little test. That's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little bit of a, of a thought experiment and you failed. You <laughs> failed the thought experiment. You're a racist. <laughs> oh, damn. So there you go. Uh, I, you know, it's so fun. Did you ever see the, the meme that went around or the, somebody did a tweet or something that was just, it was just an explanation of critical race theory, which is that, you know, it said, imagine a hotel where uh, the person who built and and uh, you know for who built the hotel hated people with disabilities and built the hotel so that the people with disabilities couldn't possibly use it, couldn't possibly you know stay there, and then sold that hotel to somebody else who doesn't hate people with disabilities, and now it's being run by a whole bunch of people who don't hate the disabilities, but they still are operating a system that cannot accommodate the people that they don't hate. And that's basic and and so if they want to be uh able to serve the people that you know that the other guy hated, right. they have to completely deconstruct what was built and you know and redo it with accommodations. I want to revise that analogy just a tiny bit though. Okay. Because it's 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 saying that the hotel was intentionally built with, from from by people who hated people with disabilities and i think where most of the country is at this point is that 
it's sort of pre-ADA. It's pre-Americans with Disabilities Act. People don't, right. most people don't actively um, uh, harbor negative, you know, ill will toward people of other races. Right. No, that's the whole point so, of the so, story. The point right. of the story no, 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 no. is that. So what I'm saying this... is that the hotel was built without any regard for the homeless or not for the homeless, but for the, 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 the disabled people. Right. And so like there were no, it was just pre ramps, pre wide doorways, pre um, accessible, anything and everything. Right. Yeah. And so like, I hear what, I hear so, what you're saying. So I, I think that, it, but that makes it more sort of insidious Right. In a way that it was just done with disregard. Right. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying. But in terms of race relations in the United States of America, no, it was done with utter malice. Like the, the well, institutions were built with malice. In I mind. guess that's probably true because so redlining was obviously yeah. a malicious act. Um, like, like, yeah, even yeah, from the from enough. the very beginning of our country practices it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. No, that's that's probably true. It was done with hatred in mind, and now, so the point is, you don't have to be hateful, uh, but you may, but you're participating in hateful like system. The system is already hateful, mm. and uh, and and so, like, we need more than just to change a few laws to break down a hateful system. Hmm. So anyway, that's all critical race theory is, and uh, Pat Robertson is. A lunatic who is still alive. So there Somehow. you go. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. Yeah. Got another COVID story. Mm -hmm. But this one has a direct religious tie-in. Um, a uh, a Mississippi-based U.S. Air Force pilot, fighter pilot, um, has had his uh, flight status and access to classified information suspended um, last month. Um, after he refused to wear a mask <laughs> as per the, the Department of Defense's COVID-19 oh rules and protocols and everything. Yeah. Um, and he is claiming a religious exemption. Of course he is. Um, because, uh, and this, this is, you, you want to get into people's heads. This one is just like, oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the religious, the, the, that uh, Liberty Council, right? Mm -hmm. The 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 nonprofit uh, religious liberty kind of, they're like a group of lawyers, right? They 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 kind of think of themselves yeah. as like the conservative uh, ACLU, ACLU, right? Yeah. Um, they're not. Um, no, but no, they, that's what they think of themselves they're as. They're a hate group. Yeah. But okay, great. <laughs> or that's how they try to sell themselves. Anyway. Um, they um they sent a letter to the air force um secretary uh explaining that and they refer to him as john doe uh explaining doe's religious objections to the mask orders uh the 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 underlying argument is that masks are not effective in preventing the spread of covid-19 and are instead and are instead and instead serve a social narrative or orthodoxy not supported by science. And so they they cite like uh, Fauci's, some of those emails that were leaked, mm. right? Um, and this was early on. They're, they're quoting from an, an email that was back in February of 2020, uh, which you'll recall early on in the whole thing, 
Fauci wasn't like 100% on board with the whole the, the whole country masking, right? He, he just wasn't was, sure about it. He just right, didn't exactly. know. Uh, and so in this email, uh, one of the things that he says is the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out uh, gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. And so he kind of like the, the thinking hadn't shifted toward um, your mask isn't about protecting you. It's about protecting others. Right. right. It's the big droplets that it's stopping coming out of you. Right. That aren't getting to the other person. So the, the thinking hadn't really shifted yet. Right. And that's clear. Um, and by the way, we do know we now have the data to know that masks do work. Absolutely. Masks are the, the silver bullet aside from, you know the vaccine right um they're as they're, long they're as everyone effective. participates <laughs> right, exactly uh but anyway um the letter uh continues and it says um a mask mandate may offend the conscience of an objector forcing him to confess by act his faith in what he perceives as a false narrative you still haven't gotten to anything religious yet, right? Many, I'm just pointing out, we still haven't okay. gotten to a religious belief yet. Right. Okay. And it's coming up, Dan. Uh, yeah. It's like the next sentence. Many Christians believe that support of a false narrative is participation in a lie, which is <laughs> sin. Bullshit. That is, that is <laughs> such stupid excuse making. I can't even handle it. That is... Uh, look... These guys, this, oh, you shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> so this is, so in, in this letter, though, they include um, some communications that John Doe had with um, the military chaplain service. Uh, he's, in it, he says, uh, from the beginning of this process, I have been upfront with my command about my religious beliefs. Instead of feigning compliance with mask requirements, like many of my colleagues, I chose to pursue a path of honesty with my leadership. Contrary to their assertions, my actions demonstrate a respect for command and authority rather than the cowardly path of feigned compliance. Bullshit. Again, more bullshit. No, that is just... but this is in the middle of it before anything. He's not setting something up. This is what this guy believes. I know. Right? And, it, and it's a bullshit belief, but this is where their minds are. Right? Yeah. And it's this this whole thing of like I'm standing up for my integrity, right? I'm standing up for for like, and it's like, wow, how did you twist it to this point, right? When when like, it's Look, like it's so I guess, stupid. If I guess if you just have, like don't get the science of it, and you just don't trust public health officials, I mean that's where you have to be. Then you've got to come up with some kind of justification for rejecting their suggestions and not going along with it just to keep the peace, right? Like, why wouldn't you just keep the peace? That's the thing that I've, yeah. I've been saying this whole time. Like, why don't you just do this one simple little thing? It's just such a, that literally can't nothing. hurt you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a minor annoyance that can't hurt you. It's literally like if this guy didn't believe that seatbelts stopped accidents, he would still wear a seatbelt. This is all, all this is, this is grandstanding to justify a tribal reaction. Yeah. This is like this is basically he his tribe has decided that they're against it because 
for no reason other than as a reaction and against a thing. The the liberals say that science is good, and they think they take that to mean that uh, the liberals think that religion is bad, which is a lot of us do. Uh, <laughs> and then and then so then they think that in order to stand up for their faith, they have to just do whatever the opposite is of what the liberals say. And so they use so they come up with whatever narrative, whatever whatever concept they can hmm. to justify that position. It's such nonsense. It's such bullshit. It like compliance with that with with a mask mandate hurts them not at all. They don't have to believe in it. They it, they're not participating in a lie. They're just doing what is required of them. They're right. doing a thing that doesn't hurt anybody to do what's required, you know, like it it's if if they uh, if they didn't like you know the uh, the the color scheme of their uniforms they would still wear the uniforms i, I don't know nonsense. like i th i think what we need to do is we need to figure out how the color of their uniforms actually means 666 like you need to attach some color like link right? colors and numbers somehow in order to get them objecting about that next, right? Like, or like just, because, or, you know, the, mirror, the the uniforms have two, have different fibers and that goes against Leviticus and you have to. <laughs> I don't know if that would, that would fly. It has no, to be. No, because they pick and choose and they've already yeah. chosen that that one's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> even though it's, even though like there's no mask problems in their book. There is a, a, no. a no mixed fibers in their book. but I mean, it does. The whole thing starts with, I don't want to wear a mask. And then they yeah. justified it out from there. Right. Yeah. Like legit. That's all it is because I didn't want to wear a mask. And if I'd had some convenient excuse, well, no, I would have. No, but we, we, <laughs> you would have, we just would wear our masks. None of I us did not want to wear a mask. None I of us liked it. To. I, I hated it. I still don't like it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Just fucking put the mask on. Anyway, yeah. there you go. Uh, I'm going to close this out with uh, another, a new conspiracy. Because look. What? Conspiracies get boring after a while. We all know that Bill Gates is putting 5G in the vaccine to yeah. make us all, uh, to make keys magnetically cling to our bodies. We know that that's a fact. <laughs> it's boring now. It's old hat. We yeah. need something new about Bill yeah. Gates. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. What is it? And uh, and commentator Josh Bernstein is stepping up to the plate to give us that uh, that conspiracy theory. Uh, he's. I don't know where he got this. There might have been a, some news story about Bill Gates buying up some uh, some land. Okay. Uh, and what that has. Our our friend uh, Bernstein has uh, has solved the riddle of why he's doing it, uh, and the <laughs> what he's going to do. This is a the, you heard it uh, there first from Josh first. Bill Gates is going to end livestock production <laughs> so that nobody can have meat. <laughs> he's bought up. Oh, he bought up all the land. Oh, he's he's working he on it. He doesn't buy up a little track somewhere. Some. You know, hundred thousand acres over there somewhere. Some, yeah, some beautiful uh, stretch of Iowa. No, he's he's gonna have it all pretty soon, <laughs> and uh, and he's he's gonna make sure that there are no more cows, and then and then, you know, obviously, so, that's a big deal. End, to what end? 
Well, you would think. Here's what I thought. The place that I thought he was going was that uh, this is going to be some liberal forced veganism or something. Right. Uh, And I just thought, you know, I thought it was going to be like an anti-environmental thing. And he does mention the environment and he's like, you know, the left, they... They say that it's all about the you know the cows farting and that's bad for the environment. Bullshit. Blah blah blah. But what he says, but no, the reason behind this particular nefarious plot is to make us all weak. It's because it, if you if <laughs> you don't have deprived of the if you the don't have cows, power of of beef. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. we're all all of the right. It, it it's the source of their powers. They're they're Samson like. It's you know it it's literally what you know. It's 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 the the yellow sun that gives Superman his powers. That right. Will uh, and here's the other thing, the liberals have been training on this. A whole bunch of them know how to eat without meat, and so they're going to be okay. But no, the uh the he the, says re- that. No. Oh, okay. What okay. he says is, uh, he, he the reason he wants uh, the reason that Bill Gates wants to wants everybody wants to force people to stop eating meat is to quote to have them be brittle and not be strong enough to overcome their tyrannical <laughs> governments. <laughs> it's a, it's oh. literally that's so so that's what Bill Gates is doing because what Bill Gates who is not in any way a government official. Right. What he wants is for everyone to be uh, subject to the tyranny of the government. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, it makes perfect sense. I mean, if you just think about it. If you, ju- if you just choose not to think about it, it all makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So there you go. It's funny because... You know, like you said, with the COVID thing, it feels like I shouldn't be covering this because there's no mention of Jesus or religion in it, except that it is a religion. Like all of this conspiracy shit is, it's just faith in a, in a belief that is based on nothing. Yeah. It's just, we need to believe a thing. We have enemies for whatever reason, Bill Gates has become one of those enemies. And so off we go. There you have it. There you have it. Well, if you have any cuckoo bananas theories about why Bill Gates is trying to kill all the cows, you can feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Hey, Dan. Oh, yes. Yes. Hello. Apparently, Rick Wiles is back from the dead. Oh, he made it. <laughs> he made it through his COVID. His his uh, uh, his hair is looking swell. Uh, yeah. In his like 1960s uh, businessman, you know, super slick it's, do. It looks like a toupee. You can see the I, comb, the, the comb marks through the, the comb way lines. That he, the way that he his hair looks. Uh, it looks like he, he's not. I don't think he is wearing a toupee, but he looks like he's wearing a toupee. 
Mm. It's like his stylist was like, you know what look would work for you? The <laughs> fake hair on top look. Let's work for that. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, he has some stuff. He, here's the thing. So a lot of the clips that we play, we get from Right Wing Watch, which mm -hmm. is a, uh, it's exactly what their name says. It's a, they're an organization that just sort of tracks what's happening uh, on the, in the right wing in the, you know, political and religious spheres, because they are the same in this country, at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they just sort of show the wackiest things that these nutballs are out there saying. And it was, and, and also they, you I'd know, like to point out that's pretty much like my, all I know of right wing watch is just watching the clips. They just put the clips out to expose the most extreme statements, right? They right. don't, they don't spend a lot of time. Like, I mean, they, they don't, they edit don't these slander together these people. with any commentary. No. They don't do, they just pick the clips and then let you hear it. Right. And, and the thing is that like, all of these pastors hate right wing watch yeah. because of course all of their stuff gets picked up and put out into the world for the world to see and they don't like that so uh you know they send it so then you've got just sort of a, a phalanx of christian right people out there flagging everything that right wing watch puts onto youtube mm -hmm. as hate speech or whatever right and eventually YouTube just sort of said, okay, fine, you're, you know, we're going to ban it. And then this uproar, uproar happened. And so anyway, YouTube, so they did, they, they, they canceled their YouTube uh, page. Mm -hmm. And then like everybody got furious with them because literally they're not doing hate speech. They're just playing other people's hate speech and pointing it out as hate speech. Right. So eventually YouTube was like, oh, okay. You know what? You're right. We uh, we looked at it, and we've reinstated it. Uh, so, <laughs> delightfully, in between those two events, the canceling and the reinstatement, Rick Wiles had something to say. I suspect that there will be layoffs very soon inside the organization because there's no platform for them to spew their lies and propaganda. So their writers, their editors, all the people that they had working to smear us and other ministries, um, what are they going to do? I, I suspect they're going to lose their jobs this week. Um, you know, if they get saved and come to know Jesus Christ and fill the Holy Spirit, we, we're hiring. But they got to be saved. They have to love Jesus Christ. They have to want to see the gospel uh, expanded. Uh, I don't want to see them... Um, out of work, but I tell you the first the first thing that came to my mind today, you know, the Bible tells us not to gloat right. over the demise of our enemies, uh, but Romans twelve nineteen sums it up very well. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay." says the Lord. And in, this is a, a prime example in real time. Yes. Where we didn't fight back against Right Wing Watch. I did what the Lord said to do. Bless them. Mm. 
I, had, I mean, I never prayed God burned their building down. I just, you know, um, I, Lord bless them, bless my enemies. Uh, I didn't fight. I didn't hire lawyers. I didn't sue. I turned it over to the Lord and said, you deal with my enemies in the way you see fit. He shut down right wing. Watch today. Let, let me make this very clear today. Jesus Christ shut down right wing watch. Amen. Amen. Not YouTube. Not YouTube. Jesus Christ shut down right wing watch today. This is an example of God working through unsaved people at YouTube to carry out his vengeance against those who attack and smear his servants. And so I didn't have to lift a finger against right wing watch. I think they'll disappear in the coming weeks and months. There's no purpose for them now. Mm hmm. Um, that was Jesus uh, was not very effective. What, what I love. And this was something that was pointed out on right wing watches website uh -huh. um, is that they've they've because they've had a history with uh, their videos being taken down on YouTube. Totally. Right. And it's not YouTube's not the only platform that they're up on. Their main platform for sharing videos like on their website or posting videos on their website and everything is Vimeo. Right. right. So they post everything over on Vimeo. They clearly have something really worked out and solid at Vimeo. Um, Vimeo knows not to take them down. They were must. Right. Right. And so um, but the, that clip they posted on YouTube. <laughs> yeah yep delightful and and then uh, well they of course they post all their clips on youtube as well but that's the that's the one that they shared on their website was the one that they they posted also, on youtube how glorious was their not gloating gloating oh my like, god he was he was that was some professional level Telling you how not gloaty he is in the well, middle of the gloatiest thing <laughs> you can imagine. He's, oh, he's such a good Christian man. He is such a good Christian. And he's, uh, and yeah, it's it's just too bad that Jesus is so fucking bad at his job. I know. It's a, You know, Jesus, come on, you got it done and then it just falls apart on you? What's happening? Oh, God. Well, it was a miracle for a few days, I guess. <laughs> a few days of miracle. That should that should be uh, the title of somebody's memoir. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had well, some people uh, contact us. We had some yeah, we folks did, yeah. write into us, call into us. Uh, this is from Taylor. Taylor says, hey, Frank and Dan, I'm sure you've kind of moved on from this topic at this point, but I wanted to chime in anyway because there's something I observed during the few years I attended BYU that I feel oh like no one else has really talked about. Oh, okay. I love this. I spent a lot of time in office hours with my professors, and since they're supposed to be as, quote, spiritually enriching as possible, church topics and their own personal beliefs came up often, Ugh. and I started to notice that most of them were pretty predictably orthodox, except when it came to their field of study. Oh. I started as a STEM major, and nothing there uh, surprised me much because I'd already decided that evolution could have been part of God's plan somehow. But I was surprised to learn that a lot of my humanities professors had a hard time with a lot of biblical literalism, not just Genesis, uh, because of how common a lot of elements of those stories are across cultures. My linguistics professor laughed at the idea of the Tower of Babel being literal. 
<laughs> I even talked with a sociology professor who behind closed doors would criticize church teachings on LGBTQ issues. Hmm. And one that was actually the most the one that was actually the most surprising to me was how often my religious professors, at least the ones who studied in ancient Greek or Hebrew, would often offer alternate interpretations or translations of scriptures that would contradict things I'd taught on my mission from books that are supposed to be directly approved by the Q15. <laughs> that's the that's that's the higher ups in the Mormon Church, the, yeah. the Quorum of the Twelve and the the three. The first presidency. Yes. After four semesters, I realized that if you were to make a sort of Frankenstein's BYU professor, they absolutely wouldn't be a Mormon, and honestly, they'd probably be an atheist. <laughs> they would all say the church was right about everything except their one thing, but if all of them were right about that, then there really wasn't much left for the church to be right about, and while there, while there were definitely a bunch of other factors that led to my deconversion, this realization was one of the things that sort of gave me permission to let go. Amazing. Literally, within a week of fully recognizing this, I'd sold my BYU housing contract, applied for a transfer to UVU, that's Utah Valley University, also in Provo, uh, thrown away my garments and, quote, modest dresses, and was calling myself an atheist. Wow. That is a hell of a conversion there, Taylor. Well done. <laughs> That's uh, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> and yeah, isn't, isn't that it? If you piece together everybody's picking and choosing, like, I think that's a brilliant way of looking at it's it. Because you know they all have their one thing that isn't that they know isn't right, Yeah. but they trust the rest of it. They just don't get together on that. Oh, that's I think that's unbelievable. Awesome. That's uh, fantastic. Let's do the I absolutely love that. Um, yeah, this is uh, from a listener who has a question about funerals. Hi, Frank and Dan. My name is Hannah. Um, I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are on, you know, uh, funerals for people who are atheists. Because in the past two days, I've had two different funerals, and both were um, for fairly religious folks. And I just, I've never been to a section, like, um, atheist funeral. So, um, I guess if you guys have thoughts on, like, how that's done or if you've been to one, I would love to know that. Um, yeah, every funeral I've been to for my entire life has been a religious one. So, yeah, I know it's a depressing topic. I apologize, but it's just been on my mind. Um, thanks, guys. I love this, the show so much. Um, have a great day. I think that's a great question. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, I think... I, you know, I don't want to get too obvious about this, mm. but I'm pretty sure everyone just gets naked, covers themselves in pig's blood, and then writhes around on the floor. <laughs> that's what I have planned. Isn't right? that it? Isn't yeah. that what but it... That's like, you, almost you, you, exactly. Just screaming, hail Satan, and yeah. furiously masturbating. I think yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. basically it, isn't it? <laughs> no, I actually... Um, well, this this made me think about a funeral that I attended not too long ago, um, for the, uh, the the father of a friend of mine, mm. um, who I actually don't know if he was atheist, but he wasn't religious, right? Well, he was your he was your friend too. Well, he, and he was my friend too. But the thing I actually don't know because we never really talked about it was if he was atheist, right? But he was very clearly not. Religious, no, not at all. 
right yeah and uh and and i and and i never would have thought that he'd found some sort of substitute for you know the mormonism that he grew up with and all that right. kind of stuff but anyway um i i i, I think they're the the, the 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 they can be they can feel very funerally right think yeah. think more like it's not in a church it's at a funeral home maybe right and there's just no prayers and there's no religious songs and there's no readings from anything and there's no 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 minister you find some somebody from the community if one or or in this case his son sort of ran the whole thing right yeah. which was really lovely and nice um and uh and a family member you know sang a song it was a show tune because he really loved theater right um and uh and and it was and it was lovely and 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 i don't i don't know that i actually have attended a funeral for somebody who i who was sort of like atheists like we are right where right. it's like an identifiable part of their identity yeah. <laughs> out and proud. Yeah, exactly. All that sort of thing. Here's, here's what I think. Um, I think, so I think there are two sort of competing, uh, notions at play. There is the desire to participate in sort of cultural norms, mm -hmm. uh, just so that it's sort of recognizable as a funeral. So you don't have, so, you know, doing it a lot of people, I think most people would want their funeral or want a funeral that they're uh, a part of to have some sort of connection to their culture, to their to how their society normally does funerals, which is generally, so they'll generally follow uh, sort of religious norms just without the religion. You know what I mean? That's a general thing. But for my money... And honestly, for my funeral, too, I love to think outside the box. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It mm -hmm. is an opportunity to eschew the norms that are created by the Jesus lovers and sure. you know the, the, the religious and just come up with a communal way to grieve that is right for your people. So well, yeah, because I mean that that's what's critical, right? Is that yeah. the, the the gathering together and uh and and having it be about that person and giving them a send-off is really important. Yeah. It's an important part of the grieving process, I think, right? Yeah. Especially if the person was close to you, getting together in some sort of community fashion, right? Um but I so mean it, in, so for, what I'm for example, is... just how he had his tailored to him. Yeah. Is there was um, there there was uh, champagne and uh, hors d'oeuvres, past hors d'oeuvres um, <laughs> for the first hour, right? right? And then there was kind of the the people got up and you know everybody sat down and people got up and said nice things about him, right? Yeah, I feel like so. I feel like if like you need to know a funeral's for the living it's not for the dead person it is it is for the living to cope with with their loss and so if if you know if you know the core group of people who are going to be mourning this person and what would be awesome for them is a big bonfire where everybody sort of gathers around and you know you howls throw, at the moon you throw the body or, on and yeah wouldn't that be the thing <laughs> Uh, but you know, I'm just, I'm saying 
You know, you and I, Frank, had a, a friend who who passed away over a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, and and we didn't have, you know, there was a there was a sort of traditional Mormon funeral for him, I think, back in Montana. But no, he lives here. Huge Catholic funeral. Catholic. That's what I meant. Catholic. Yeah. He was Catholic. Yeah. Uh, but what we had here was just a memorial service in a big theater because he mm -hmm. was an actor. Yep. And uh, and and. Everybody was who wanted to could get up and and say a few words, and yeah. that turned out not to always be a great choice. But uh, for the most part, it was great. And uh, open and, mic at a funeral not the best idea. <laughs> but it's fine, you know what I mean. Like you got to be prepared to hear some stuff that, like, you know, there's going to be that one or two people who are who don't have the sort of social skills that the rest of us have, or whatever. Anyway, who, who don't censor for the family. Right. That, yeah. that was that was kind of the that was the, the yeah yeah. Uh, so do know your audience. That's a that's a key thing. But uh, but you know it's up to you. I, you know I my when my dad passed away, which is almost ten years ago now. Uh, we had a funeral that was you know he was a Mormon, but again the funerals for the living, and I'm not a Mormon, and I it fell to me to plan the thing. And so I did have a fairly standard funeral for him. And then we had a party afterwards and mm. we had, uh, you know, Mexican food and we just did things that reminded us of him. Yeah. And just, and, and, and that was important to me. Yeah. So, and we danced and we, we, yeah. you know, we ate and we drank yeah. and we enjoyed ourselves. So yeah. I think the joy well, of, of, uh, an atheist funeral, it, you know, because they're such joyful events. But no, the great, the grand thing is you get to make up your own yeah. uh, rights and uh, and and your own. You know, if you if you want some sort of ceremony, figure it out. Yeah, and I will say this: uh, there's far more comfort in 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 those events right mm. that are truly tailored to the person right yeah i think then the generic you know funeral in a chapel somewhere with right. a priest who didn't really know the person that well um saying nice things that somebody yeah. told them right um and standard readings and blah blah like those feel so impersonal yeah. And I know that for a lot of people, maybe that's what they need because of the tradition and they're, they are really religious, but like, I also having attended some Mormon funerals, I know that the Mormons themselves are not terribly comforted by the funeral no. because no. they're the worst thing in the world. Oh Mormon funerals suck beyond belief. It's true. They're, it's like they just going to a, a Mormon church service where where everybody's supposed to not cry because then they're then they're acting as though the person didn't go to heaven or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, do that. Uh, do do your own thing. Figure figure yourself out. And if what and if what you want and what the family wants is a standard boring service, do that. Do do whatever comforts you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're grieving. Uh, it's not it yeah. may not be right the right time for you to go to for you to sit around and go well what what could what's our thing you know what i mean <laughs> so you might uh, plan ahead you know if you've got some time sit with the person who's dying and uh and talk to them about it too that's another thing all right um max from mississippi wrote into us 
Uh, we you're, you'll recall that we did a story about the Mississippi license plate and how oh, yeah. uh, the American atheists and other organizations are suing uh, to get an option that doesn't say "In God We Trust" for uh, that for those who don't want that. Uh, Max writes. Uh, last week, you discussed the lawsuit over the Mississippi license plates. In the past week, the governor has dismissed the case as a publicity stunt <clears throat> excuse me, and has vowed to defend Mississippi values. Oh, God. My initial thought was, what are Mississippi values? Do atheists lack those values? In my head, I automatically recited a litany of things that my family does to help. We donate our time and money uh, to food banks, animal shelters, public libraries, and our local schools. We do everything we can to help. Then I thought, is this strange? Is this something that other atheists do when they're othered by Christians? They never have to, they never have to prove that they're somehow better than us. But ever since I left the church, I have found myself having to justify myself to Christians. I get tired of it, especially since it does no good. Is this something that other atheists find themselves doing? How do we get to a world where atheists no longer have to prove that we are not outsiders, especially in places like Mississippi and Utah, mm. where we are uh, thin on the ground? Yeah. I think that's a great question. Boy. Uh, and, I, you know, I think you're right that, it, you know, your justifications— don't mean anything to them. Like if you if you went to Governor Jerkhead and just said, "Look at all, you know, here's my resume of things that I do for our community. Can yeah. you please not exclude me?" That he's right, not going to care. But his Mississippi values aren't about all the good that you can no. do out in the world, right? No, they're about Christian identity and excluding other people. Yeah, if Jesus That's, Christ those himself, those are Mississippi values. If those Jesus Christ himself values. lived in Mississippi but didn't identify as a Christian, I guarantee you this man would exclude him from Mississippi values. Yeah, because absolutely. that's not what he's talking about. He's just talking about being a Christian. Yeah. So, so nothing. So yeah, nothing you can do can get them to uh, to honor your contributions. Mm -hmm. So it's about you. Just be cool with yourself. You don't have to justify yourself to anybody. Be a good person and just be out there. And and then, you know, you'll have that one coworker who's like, man, that guy does so much good in the world. Or that woman does so much cool shit in the world. And then And then when you tell them, I'm an atheist, that one person has to sort of question their assumptions yeah their noodle just got baked right they're just like Bleh. and does not compute <laughs> and that's how that's how this is going to work yeah is that f for a while now it's just going to be the slow and steady exposure mm -hmm. to the fact that atheists are good people and eventually yeah. that will have the com the sort of communal effect of uh of breaking down these assumptions but it takes, you know, that that's what it takes. It's just you be be a good person and uh and be an open atheist when and and how you can if it's safe to do so. Uh listen, we had some folks donate to us. We have we have some new donors. I'm going to start us off. Um uh Dan 
gave us a one-time donation over on uh, PayPal uh, and is now con I now confer him uh, the ironic priesthood. He is now a deacon, as is Christy, who uh, who is uh, who is going to be a monthly donor on, on PayPal. So thank you two so much. Thank you very much. And over on Patreon, uh, we have a new deacon by the mm -hmm. name of Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. And we have a new prophet, seer, and revelator. What? By the name of Alan. Alan. So thank you to the two of you. And if you'd like to join them, you can do so. Uh, just go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab. You can go over to PayPal, if that if that's uh, what you prefer, or join the, the campaign on Patreon uh, and get yourself some, uh, some priesthoods. Um, and <laughs> as always, we're just dealing out the priesthood like it's going out of style, baby. Everybody's getting magic. <laughs> you Everybody's... get some priesthood. You get some priesthood. And here's uh, the thing: we are working toward a goal, everybody. Uh, yeah. And and we uh, we 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 there are some setbacks recently, uh, so we're gonna need to ramp it up uh, to get to that goal. So I hope if you like our show, you will think about contributing because we're entirely listener supported. That's the only way. We get anything done around here, so uh, that's just a nice way for you to show us that you like us. And as always, we have our top donors to thank. Yeah, uh, we got our double deity. <laughs> our co-lords and saviors, Austin and Demonium. Woo -woo -woo. Thanks, guys. More show coming up. Hey, Dan. Hey. So I came across a story this week about the Amish huh. uh, and they're, the fact that they're not getting vaccinated. Oh, dear. And I had this reaction that was basically like, oh, no. Oh, well, the, the, the poor Amish, they need to protect themselves. What if they all get sick? What will we do? <laughs> Right. And it's like, and I Can't was like, someone help that poor man. <laughs> what do I do? I need an Amish fireplace. <laughs> what am I going to do? Who's going to raise the barns? <laughs> and I, ha and I, and I immediately kind of stepped back and I was like, oh, that's not, that's not the right reaction. That, that's, <laughs> that's a, it's just like what they're like, this cute thing that like, that the rest of us get to get oh how precious right yeah the the, the amish live in their old tiny ways right they're they're literally a community of precious moments stalled <laughs> and then like that... and, and, and it, it but it but it completely washes over you know this attitude and i think it's a predominant um cultural american culture thing right where we all are just kind of like oh shucks the amish Right. They're quaint. They're quaint. It's, it's, it's a cute religion that we all see as sort of like a, as a, as a tourist stop more yeah. than more than a, an actual group of religious believers. Right. And that completely that attitude completely washes out or washes over the actual like shitty lives that they 
<laughs> yeah, and we're not. And when you say people, you when you say shitty lives, we're not talking about they don't have electricity. That's fine. You don't have to live with electricity, but it's like misogyny mm-hmm. and 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 like rampant ab- community. Yeah. 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 Don't. Yeah. No outsiders, which always leads to abuse, like widespread, spread, rampant abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, because because you know the more eyes that are looking in, the 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 more everybody you know the more people there are to report stuff. Right. Well, and the, there's that goddamn rumspringa, right? <laughs> yeah. I I watched that documentary. I know what goes on. They all get addicted to meth. Right. Yeah. And so we're it's, like, they leave the house, this wonderful tradition, go see the world because we know you'll be back. And it is true. People go yeah. running back because like they're uneducated. They have no like real skills outside of like carpentry um, and barn raising. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and they're encouraged to go and like do the most fucked up things the world has to offer. Yeah. Which shockingly fucks them up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, I mean, it, anyway, I thought that would be maybe a little bit of a jumping off point about like these attitudes that we have and continue to sort of harbor in ways that um, isn't necessarily productive. Yeah, because we can <laughs> see very readily the danger, the the problem with like mainstream Christianity, with evangelicalism, mm-hmm. with uh, with you know uh uh muslims like islam we we see these problems uh because they're very obvious mm-hmm. but then there are these other these little things that happen that that we that we want to just think of as kind of fringy and funny mm. and and we don't want to th- like you know, in the in the seventies and eighties, the sixties, seventies, and eighties, it was uh, it it was Hare Krishna, was uh, uh, yeah yeah was this a ador- you know they were just sort of weirdos that would bother you a little bit in the in the airport, but they you know harmless, they're just they're just trying to be annoying. good people out there. They were just annoying, mildly annoying. <laughs> they had the weird hair and whatever. And here's the thing, uh, that's where. That space that we carve out for these people where it's like, oh, they're just harmless nut jobs and it's fine. That's where evil lives. <laughs> because in that yeah. in that space, uh, you know, I not for nothing, but uh, you know, um, what's his name? Charles Who? Manson's group. Oh yeah. Was a hippie commune. Yeah, that's true. You know, abuse lives in these little these little groups, and you know, Hari Krishna's again very misogynistic, very you know, it it wasn't harmless. It's never fucking harmless. It's uh, you look, it's the 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 Nexium thing with you know, a woman was just Allison Mack, the the actor. Oh yeah, was just oh, sentenced God. to like uh, to several years in prison. Because they were sex trafficking. Yeah. And that was supposed to be, like, that one started out theoretically as just, like, business leadership training. And then they went all culty, and then they went all real (laughs) culty. It's, like, the the whole concept of a harmless religion. And we've had people write into us and be like, you know, lay off the pagans. They're harmless. (laughs) Fuck that. You know what? Let's 
Any any religious group that you say they're harmless, I'm just going to start a counter. I'm just going to start a timer and be like, <laughs> okay, we'll see. Because it's coming. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, what brand of like harm it is going to come, but uh, it's in three, two, one, and there's a rape problem. Well, and it's molestation. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's up for the, the challenge, or I mean, we're up for the challenge, right? Like if people are like, no, but there's this one. Yeah, tell us. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's we'll, there. We'll tell you. <laughs> it's no good. Yeah, it's, uh, it, there, there, there's going to be a problem, you know, yeah. and we're only getting, we're only starting to see, you know, the, the, the phrase religious trauma syndrome mm. is less than 10 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, or, you know, around that. We're only starting to really acknowledge the damage that even just nice religions do to people. Yeah. We're only starting to understand it. So, you know, we, we everybody understands the damage that, you know, someone who suffers a, a child molestation uh, incurs. We mm -hmm. all get that that's mm -hmm. damaging. But the subtle shit... The, the the stuff that's just like what's the harm in in a in a harmless belief I, I I may not know the answer to that but I'm not gonna just outright believe that it's harmless just because you say it is because there is there's just there is harm just inherent in believing something that isn't true mm -hmm. you know yes. what I mean that yes. like there's there's inherent harm just to that. Well, yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, there, I don't know if it still exists. I used to go to a, a website called what's the harm, either.com or dot org. Mm -hmm. And that looked at things like acupuncture or chiropractic or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, things, things that are supposedly harmless. It's just, you know, what, what could possibly be the harm in Ayurveda or whatever mm -hmm. or in, uh, in uh, uh, homeopathy or whatever. Mm, mm -hmm. I mean, homeopathy is just sugar pills. In the end, there's like no active ingredient in almost all of the homeopathic pills that you buy. Right, so it's not active harm. It's the harm of keeping you from real medicine. That, yeah. It's right. literally shit like that. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, I could go to the doctor, but I just don't trust Western medicine. I'm going to go with this instead. Right. And then you get uh, zero treatment. There, you you weren't actually treated for your stuff, right? And yeah, if you can't see the harm in that, then I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so there you go. I yeah, I think uh, you know Christopher Hitchens wasn't wrong when he said religion poisons everything. Well, that seems like an apt end yeah. to our five hundredth episode. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like our that's a 500th good... episode should end with us saying religion poisons everything. <laughs> I I like that. I think it's right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's where we're going to leave it. So yeah. uh hey, if you guys have anything you'd like to say, you want to write congratulations for reaching 500 episodes or uh, we'd anything love to hear from you. Anything else? Uh you know if, if something that we have done over the past 500 episodes has meant anything to you, yeah. it, that'd be great if you wrote that into us. Anyway, the, the address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. 
or you could call us and tell us all of that. Yeah, with your little voice. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. Click the like button. That's a, that's a fine thing to do. And if you'd like to join either of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. And then, then there's links to go over to the Facebook one or to go over to the Discord one. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for 500 episodes of wonderful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for his all, music. All of his music. Yeah, which wasn't 500 episodes, but still great. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to all of you folks for tuning in. We love you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>